There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the D Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America. Your host, Don Q. Let's rock and roll. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Sunday, September 10th, 2023. <sighs> How's everybody doing out there today on this beautiful Sunday? It's uh, NFL Sunday. Uh, I uh, stopped watching football because I was getting frustrated, so I came in here and recorded a show. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, guys, a couple things real quick. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, guys, please... Make sure you follow the show. Make sure you share the show. Make sure you do whatever you want to do with the show. doesn't cost you a penny. I know you love the show, so just go ahead and follow it. Push the button. doesn't cost you a penny. It's it's all good. Uh, it's free. Sugar water. Also, um, make sure you're sharing this with your friends, guys. We need to keep, keep on keeping on. And with that being said, um, let me fix my sound here. I was messing with something here before I started recording, and now it's all jacked up. Um, <clears throat> make sure, uh, guys, I have the DTOM store. The link's right there at the bottom of the podcast app. But, uh, alas, I feel like uh, I'm wasting my money. So, we've got another month, and I'm cutting it off. So, uh, if you guys change your mind or you think something, you know, let me know. I'm probably going to do some uh, sweatshirts just so I can buy one real quick before I close the store. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so if you want to check it out, guys, go in there. There's some shirts, different T-shirts, different stickers, barware, so on and so forth. Go in there, check it out before I close it down because I just can't keep wasting money on nothing. Okay? And uh, so with that being said, guys, make sure you're following the show on social media. We're at uh, Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And um, if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. And if you want to email the show, you can email me at DonQ at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. That's right. We've got an email address. I've got a website. I'm doing all this stuff, guys, and I just need some help. Can you help a brother out? I know you're listening to the show. I know you are. I can I can see it. There you are. There you are. Listen, I see you, Bob. Eric, I see you. Mike, Susie, I see you. Now, it's like romper room up in this motherfucker. I got my mirror. I'm watching y'all. Hey, hey, don't do that while I'm talking, by the way. <laughs> anyway, guys, look, I'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. I'm just some dude. You know, I've been on Charlie Robinson's show, thanks to one of our listeners, Eric, and I just need y'all's help in sharing this. Email other shows. If you're listening to a podcast that I've never heard of, you know, if you're just listening to whoever, that's how I got on Charlie Robinson's show. 
one of our listeners, Eric, he emailed him. The guy started listening to my show. He liked it. He had me on. The rest is history. I'll probably be on again here before too long. Whatever. But the more you guys can help me with a more of a mainstream podcast. I mean, I can only do so much. I personally feel silly if I email certain shows. If I email uh, Sam Tripoli at Tinfoil Hat. Or if I email Dan Bongino. If I email all these different people. I'm going to feel like an idiot because I'm just some schmuck. I, the way I see it is this. If you guys are listening to the show and you enjoy the show, which I would have to assume that you are and you do, right? I can see it in the downloads. If you could just, hey, I also listen to such and such show, send them an email. Hey, I li- I've been listening to Don't Trade America, available where podcasters heard. And, you know, forward them a show. Hey, this show I really like. You know, if it's a different type, you know, I do all sorts of different things. We talk about current events. We talk about conspiracy theories. I talk about other things that I think is interesting. So it's not like I stick to one certain particular subject. But I just, you know, I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not, I don't, not setting up a Patreon. I'm not asking y'all to donate money. You know, I am asking you to go to the DTOM store, which you're not doing that either. And I understand that. If money's tight, things are rough, I understand that. Thus the reason why I'll probably close the shop down because that's 30 more dollars a month I'm spending for no reason. I was doing it just to try and help fund the show. I wasn't trying to make money. I was just trying to fund, you know, I pay $30 a month for the website. I pay $15 a month for the uh, podcasting fees. It's not a lot of money, but things are getting tight. Things are getting tough. If I can make an extra 50 bucks out of the store <laughs> to pay for those things, then so be it. It makes things a little easier for me. But, you know, I get it. If you would do me the favor of sharing, when I say share the show, obviously Aunt Susie and, and Uncle Johnny and Aunt Betty and, and all these people, they might be interested. Cool. I enjoy having them listen to the show. But if you also, I would assume you also listen to other podcasts. And the reason I say that is because I listen to other podcasts. I don't listen to my podcast. I know what I said. So I have to assume you also listen to other podcasts. So if you're listening to whoever and that person's talking about a similar subject or something, say, boom, let me send that show. You can share whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Podbeam, Samsung Free, whatever, whatever your Google Play, whatever you're listening to it on, there's a share button. You can share and Oh, I'm listening to, you know, McGillicuddy Jones podcast, and he's talking about similar things that Don's talking about. Let me let me send this over to him because he's got a bigger audience than Don does. Maybe they can do a collab. Boom, boom, boom. And that's how it is. I mean, you'll get an email, and not for nothing, but Eric is one of our listeners. He's from uh, Spain, and he sent an email to one guy, and he basically thumbed his nose up. He sent an email to Charlie Robinson. Charlie Robinson like, yeah, let's have him on. Hell yeah, let's do this. He sent it to another guy. And that guy was kind of like, ah, I don't deal with small-time podcast. And I'm like, okay, fuck, fuck him, fuck you. The way I see it is this. If you're listening to podcasts that are like-minded, okay, whoever that is, then those podcasts, those people that run, that do the shows, whoever they are, whether they're big-time, they're bigger than me, but not big, big-time, but whatever, <sighs> All of these guys and gals, I don't, uh, whatever, they say that they're here for us. They're here for the people. I'm just a regular dude. I'm nothing special. I'm just like you guys. I'm just a regular get her done, fucking go to work 40, 50 hours a week. I go to the gym. I have a wife. I have my kids. You know, they're all adult kids, so therefore I have grandkids. I have, you know, hobbies, this being one of them, but... It gets monotonous doing this two, three times a week. I would love to see something come out of this. I'm not trying to say I want to be a millionaire. I just <laughs> just want to expand my voice because I think, I believe that I have something to say and I say it and I believe that more people need to hear it. And this is my plea to you guys to just help me out. An email doesn't cost you a dime. Like I said... I don't believe in self, 
I, I, f- I find being self-promoting is silly. I think if I go out, now if I run an ad on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, that's one thing. But for me to email whoever and say, hey, I'm Don from Don't Tread on America, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> to me, I just, I sound, I think it sounds silly. And maybe it doesn't. I don't Maybe I should start doing that too. I don't know. But I, f- I find it more real, I guess is a good word, if it comes from you guys. If you're, you know, living in California and you're just listening to the show and you think it's a good show and you think, uh, wow, this guy really has something to say. And you listen to a talk radio show in California. Maybe that person doesn't have a podcast. Maybe Bob Johnson on KWFL in, in uh, you know, Sacramento <laughs> has, I'm just making up shit, I don't even know, has a, uh, a talk show and uh, and he uh, talks about the same things. And then you could be like, hell shit. Hey, Bob Johnson, uh, you know, this is Mike, Mike Fredrickson from, uh, I listen to your show every day at three o'clock and I think it's great. Uh, maybe you should listen to this, this podcast is Don't Tread on America. He's the guy out of Florida, blah, 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 blah. You see what I'm saying? It's as simple as that. Now, Bob Johnson from KTFL in uh, Sacramento, I might tell you to go pack sand. Cool. My point being is this. If these podcasters, if these uh, libertarians slash uh, right wing slash we the people slash broadcasters, whether they're podcasters or, or radio or whatever, if they're quote-unquote for the people and they pretend to be one of us, although they get, you know, they take all their holidays off and they do all their things, and I, and I don't hate them for that. I might clown on them for that because Memorial or Labor Day, you know, I'm working, I, I could do a show, I do all this stuff. But if they're for us, then why won't they help the little guy out? Um, granted, I know there's millions and <laughs> millions of podcasts that, that are out of this country alone. I, and I get that. And I'm not trying to make this a 25-minute dissertation about how great I am, but I'm pretty great now. And I've listened to all sorts of different podcasts, and I've listened to one or two different shows, and I'm like, eh. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. From an audio standpoint, I, I, I think it sounds good. I think it sounds as good as most others. others. And... um. I'm not a professional by any stretch of the imagination. And I'll be the first one to admit it. But I feel I'm better than a lot of other podcasts out there. And I feel that the things I say and the stuff that we find and we talk about here is important. And and it and it frustrates me because there's stuff I talk about. And what I'm going to talk about today is, is piggybacking off of something I talked about a year ago. Okay? And it hasn't been until lately that other mainstream podcasts have talked about it. And I think that's the beauty about being just a dude getting on here and spitting his shit out of his mouth because I'm not beholden to anybody, okay? I can pretty much say whatever the fuck I want. I can curse. I can tell you to fuck yourself. I can tell you to do whatever. I try not to do that. Sometimes my emotions get the best of me, and it is what it is. But the uh, I'm not beholden to like a sponsor. I can get on here and tell you some ludicrous shit. I did a show last week about how the Revolutionary War might be a, a false flag. might have been fake. There's no one else that has even thought about saying that shit. I didn't make all that shit up out of the top of my head. I found supporting articles and supporting literature. Okay, it's not like I just was smoking some weed and was like, oh man, what if the, what if the Revolutionary War was fake, man? Because I don't do that. I drink whiskey. And I still wasn't doing that when I came up with that idea. <laughs> but I guess my point being is this. I know I, go, I come out of right field on a lot of shit. But a lot of times I'm right. And I'm going to regurgitate some of that here today. And we're going to talk about uh, the BRICS nations. Because I've already talked about the BRICS nations. I did that rough, actually, yeah, it was a year ago. It was uh, September of 22. And I'm not going to rehash the whole show because if you guys are interested, you can go back and listen to it. Um, it's it's called Project Sandman is when I did that particular show. And uh, 
get NFL ticket. I'm not sponsored by them, so we can't play that. <laughs> but uh, um, but it's interesting to me because lately, those um, those uh, those acronyms, BRICS nations, is becoming more of a topical subject. Interestingly enough. And I, like I said, I'm not trying to say I'm the purveyor of all news and all media. I'm not saying I'm the best ever. I'm not saying that. But throw me a bone when I'm talking about stuff. And then a month, three months, four months later, you're hearing it come out of a more mainstream mouth than me. And you're thinking, oh, shit. Don already talked about that. That's fucking crazy. I thought that dude shot out of hell drinking whiskey and he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about, but he was right. He was right the whole time. All right. So with that being said, I'll talk to you guys later. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but seriously, um, what I'm going to get into here is first real quick. I have a quick segment because this kind of struck me as funny. Okay. And I haven't done one of these in a while. So this is my uh, my segment. We're pulling this one out of the closet. Here we go. News of the obvious with your host, PCGC. All right. So like I said, we're bringing it back to the old school. Pull that one out of the closet. Because, okay, so what I do is it's, you know, sometimes I'm just like, like I've said, I said it, said it, say it again. Just dude, I, I work. You guys work. I'm not saying I work and you don't. Ha ha. We all work. I get it. So imagine you doing whatever you do for a living. Then trying to put a, put a show together three times a week. Now, I know I wasn't here Friday. I was having some uh, vehicle issues, so whatever, whatever. Um, nonetheless, <laughs> you try to put a, an hour or so show together. You make it, it makes it seem like, well, he's only talking for an hour and, and half that time he's fucking rambling about bullshit. How hard is it to come up with a show? You'd be surprised because here's the thing. I really, okay, I listen to like four or five other podcasts, okay? Somewhat mainstream, not like uh, big time mainstream, but you know, you've probably heard of Jack Posobiec. You've probably heard of Dan Bongino. You've probably heard of Tim Pool. You've probably heard of of uh, Sam Pos- <laughs> Sam. Sam Tripoli, Charlie Robinson, you know, you've heard of those names because I've said them. You've probably listened to some of those shows. So I try and I watch the news and stuff like that. I try not to talk about what they're talking about because I don't want to get on here and be like, oh, I heard on Dan Mangino, blah, blah, blah. I heard on uh, Tim Pool, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't want to do that. You can listen to their show. You don't need me to recap their fucking show. You can listen to it. So I try to come out of left field on some stuff or, or if I do piggyback off of what they are saying, I try to find another inroad into what they're saying so i i scour (laughs) this is going to sound silly but i scour tiktok or uh, not tiktok uh twitter or x or whatever fuck it's called and to see because there's a lot of articles and stuff you can find depending on who you follow and whatever and oddly enough i do get on tiktok and chris sends me a lot of stuff um now generally what i do is as far as tiktok is concerned is i I see because there is some you think I come out of right field with some bullshit. There's some crazy shit on TikTok. So basically what I do is anything I see on Twitter, anything I see on TikTok, I research. Okay, well, that sounds interesting. I wonder if it's true. Now, nine times out of ten, an article on TikTok or an article on Twitter is a physical article. So you have to go. So I like to go find that article because sometimes you might have some dude on TikTok or chick or whatever and they're saying, "Oh my god, blah 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 blah." And it and they're taking the article out of context. So you don't want to get on here and be an idiot and be like, "I heard some chick on TikTok saying this, blah blah blah." And then you look like a fucking moron. And and same thing with Twitter. So <laughs> the other day, I'm perusing the Twitter machine and uh the uh let me see if i can find it real quick without uh wasting too much more time that i've already wasted for you guys uh shit i don't have it i don't have it did i erase it did i i might have let me see is it here no anyway so it was uh like 10 things that people aren't talking about and one of them I'm actually going to talk about. <laughs> and uh, the other ones were, 
you know, Maori uh, residents being arrested for entering their their home. And I was like, well, shit, that's pretty interesting. So I started looking it up and it's not entirely true. So and everything I found was old articles. Now, granted, I would say this about Hawaii and I'm not trashing Hawaii. I've never been there. I don't know the people and I'm not saying anything about the people. It's more about the government of Hawaii. Uh, if you live in Hawaii, you now this is easy for me to say because I don't live in Hawaii, but Jesus Christ, to see the articles I'm looking for <laughs> as far as their, uh, their uh, you know, these people being arrested in uh, Maui, a lot of it, not, most of it had nothing to do with recent events. These were all like a year, two years old, had to do with COVID and the shit that these people went through during COVID. Jesus Christ. And this is an American state. It's not like this is a, you know, some random country. It's hard to believe that you're still there, but whatever. Anyway, so my news of the obvious is this. This is one of the articles. So I had to look it up. So Wikipedia co-founder said site is hijacked for info warfare. (laughs) Thus, my news of the obvious. Now, I know sometimes I'll use Wikipedia. And the reason I do use Wikipedia is because I know it's a bullshit website. I think initially... When the, the the gentleman, one of the co-founders, Larry Sanger, when he, when they went in to create um, Wikipedia, the idea was, okay, so if you're my age or older, you can totally get on board with the fact of that what I'm about to say is a true statement. Did you or did you not as a kid have encyclopedias in your house? And if you didn't, now the only reason we had them is not because we were rich by any stretch of the imagination, but I think my grandparents got them from my dad, da, 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 whatever. Now, the thing about encyclopedias, you had to update them every year. So, like, the encyclopedias we had in our house were a, were a few years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like they were current. It's not like we got a new enci- batch of encyclopedias every year. So, whatever we had was what we had. If you needed more current, so basically, like, Britannica and uh, new whatever the other one was, uh, they would redo their encyclopedias every year so you'd have like uh 1985 and then 86 87 88 and um that sounds crazy because now you can just google everything the problem is is with googling everything or even some even looking on duckduckgo as much as i praise duckduckgo granted it's a lot better than google as far as finding some silly shit i think even then it's starting to get a little tracked but nonetheless when you have these are private entities running an information website because that's what google is then you're going to get their spin on things or they're going to guide you down the road of what they think you need to see and i you know granted google's great and i'm not even gonna lie to you when you're trying to look up shit like oh i got a something's wrong with my car i'm trying to figure it out something's wrong with my tv i'm trying to figure it out i need to buy a remote trying to figure it out this is what brand TV I have, or this is what's wrong with my car, this is what year I have, da, da, da. you know what I'm saying? It's great. You get specific on what you're searching for, it brings it up. And these guys started Wikipedia with the idea of saving you the time or the money from having to go and buy encyclopedias, right? And then instead of Googling it, how many times have you looked up something Whoever, or a person or a thing or whatever, and nine and a half times out of ten, it brings up whatever it is, and it has Wikipedia. So you can search it. So, I mean, especially if they're somewhat famous. I mean, if you search me on Google, you're not going to find shit because who the fuck am I, right? If you search yourself on Google, you know, you're not going to find shit. So, so obviously, it would make most sense that U.S. intelligence agencies would have hijacked the online encyclopedia, right? Because you, they want to guide, you know, uh, guide your information. I mean, so he said he was in. He had an uh, interview with journalist Glenn Greenwald, and he said that approximately uh, from 20, 2010 to twenty fifteen, he noticed that Wikipedia articles became obviously biased, adding that it really got over the top between twenty thirteen and twenty eighteen. So um, we do, he says, we do have evidence that as early as 2008, the CIA and FBI computers were used to edit Wikipedia, Sanger said. Uh, Do you think they stopped doing it back then? No. And here's the thing. You You can donate to Wikipedia. You can make entries to Wikipedia. Especially if you're the person 
but just in general. So I think essentially he's saying that they can, the government has been hacking Wikipedia for the past 10 or so years, changing subtleties in the information that you're seeing. Because what do you know? If you, if you, or I'm saying you, if, if we, I, you, we, whatever, knew about what you're looking for, you wouldn't need Wikipedia. And I would even venture a guess to say that, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica and whatever, whoever else printed encyclopedias back in the day, it probably was the same thing. Surely the government had a hand in that. I mean, who who are you, Larry Sanger, the creator of Wikipedia, to be the all-knowing of purveyor of knowledge? So once again, news of the obvious. The government uh, is delving in false information to uh, to uh, sway people's opinions about stuff. Anyway, so I guess in essence, what I'm what I'm trying to get at, and I need to get to what I'm trying to talk about because we're almost thirty minutes in. Um, I guess basically what I'm trying to do is this: if you're on TikTok, cool, follow us at Don't Tread on America. You can see me make some cool drinks. But if you're watching video, especially if you fall into an algorithm of conspiracies and and whatnot double check your sources same thing on twitter um don't just assume that the person that tweeted something out has uh you know five hundred thousand followers obviously they're telling the truth because that's not necessarily the case anyway so anyway remember we're going to get into project sandman i talked to them uh, like i said it was about a year ago and project sandman describes a hundred plus nation agreement that when triggered We'll see those nations simultaneously dump the dollar and abandon the petrodollar status that has allowed the U.S. to enjoy 50-plus years of fiat currency, counterfeiting, and material abundance at the expense of everyone else. When this decision is triggered, the dollar and all dollar-denominated assets will plunge to near zero, literally, overnight. This means all dollar-denominated bank accounts, bands, or I'm sorry, bonds, <laughs> pension funds, treasures, and other investment vehicles will essentially be worth zero, for the simple reason that all banks and markets will freeze operations. Now, I told you about this a year ago. Since then, we've seen bank closures. We've seen the markets fluctuate. We've seen the dollar fluctuate. We've seen bricks. Now, bricks didn't just start. It's not like, oh, there's Mike there. It's not like I came up with a great idea last year and talk, started talking about the BRICS nations. The BRICS nations have been going for about 15 years. I need some water. So it's nothing new. And actually, when it started, it was the BRIC nation, no S, which was Brazil, or is, but was Brazil. Russia, Indiana, China, in, not Indiana, Don, India, <laughs> China, and then South Africa joined later on. Now, the reason this is important is because since I talked about Project Sandman, there has been, it's be, BRICS, the BRICS nations, the BRICS summits have become more newsworthy. Okay. And now they're in, bringing in new countries and it's it's very combative of the g7 so you have the g7 and the g20 and i'm going to get to those here in a minute but so the g7 is seven countries that uh g7 and g20 are kind of the same but obviously seven is only seven countries and 20 is 20 and what, what's interesting, I'm not, let me finish reading what I'm going to read, then I'll get to that. I'm, I'm bouncing around and I'm being an idiot, so anyway. So any funds you have in a stock market will be stuck in those markets, and the entire infrastructure of banking and finance will suffer catastro catastrophic liquidity crisis that will freeze nearly all trans uh, financial transactions. Once again, we're seeing those things happening. They're not, they're not, it's not going to be all of a sudden you're going to wake up. I mean, they're saying that that could happen, but we're actually seeing it matriculate. We're seeing it little by little. Like I said, in the last year, you've had how many banks crash? How many small banks have closed, taken over by bigger banks? 
you're seeing these things happen. In the meantime, the BRICS nations are gaining membership. Credit cards will stop functioning. Food stamp systems will go down and stay down. ATMs will not function. We're seeing that happen in other countries. Wire transfers will be halted. Checks won't be honored. Banks will appear to be offline when accessed through the internet, displaying a maintenance message to panic users. The dollar collapse is deliberate plan to force the starving masses into a digital dollar grid. Now, the thing that's interesting about that is this. Is America part of the problem? Like, are we not combating the BRICS and the IMF is not combating the BRICS because ultimately most of these members are also part of the WEF? You see what I'm saying? Is this, like, is the reason we're not hearing a lot about this is because they want you to be shh, 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 shh. don't worry about that no, that. don't worry about that because they they want the system to crash they want you to own nothing and be happy right because everything i just said makes sense from a wef standpoint i'm just throwing that out there the scenario has been engineered for a deliberate collapse of the dollar fiat currency and an attempt forcing of everyone into the digital dollar system run by the banksters. In the midst of panic, people will be promised universal basic income and food credits. Credits, <laughs> not credit. Food rationing will be strictly enforced, but only if they approve digital wallet system run by very same criminals who spent the last 50 years looting the value of the dollar. So when we say banksters, we're not necessarily talking about Bank of America and Wells Fargo. And those, they're just subsidiaries of the IMF and the World Bank and the powers that be that run those entities and control the WEF and the WHO and all this other shit, the IMF. Um, <clears throat> despite people, or I'm sorry, desperate people, will comply and they will sell their souls and, more importantly... Well, I guess their souls are equally important, but your freedom. In exchange for a few more meals, even while their futures are obliterated by the mark of the beast financial system that will forever keep them enslaved and impoverished. When the petrodollar ends, the riots won't be far behind. The illegitimate occupying government of America is currently pumping out trillions of dollars in fiat currency and its final desperate act to loot the system before its final collapse. What do you think they're doing with Ukraine? I mean, billions. Think about it. Think about what I just said. Our quote-unquote occupying government of America. So if we talk about that. We're talking about the Biden presidency, the Biden DOJ, and all these motherfuckers up on uh, the Richmond, north of Richmond, right? They're currently pumping out trillions of dollars in fiat currency as its final desperate act to loot the, act to loot the system. Before it's final collapse. We're sending money to all these other countries. Ukraine, let's focus on that. Billion, 100, 100 plus billion dollars. But we can't give our own state that had an issue money. Oh, we're going to give them $700. That'll do them. I've never been to Hawaii, but from what I understand, Hawaii is probably one of the most expensive states to live in. From, from any kind of standpoint, whether it's rent, gas, food, whatever. Mainly because it's obvious it's an island and it's not close. So, um, $700. $700 in Florida won't do shit for you. I can't imagine $700 is even going to wipe your ass in Hawaii. But let's give $100 billion to fucking Ukraine. Is it a situation of laundering the money through another country? You're, you're milking, you're looting the system, like it says. War with Russia is just a cover story for this engineered collapse and the long-planned takedown of America while traitors at the top, Biden, Obama, and whoever else you want to fill there, fill their bank accounts with stolen loot. And that's interesting. Think about it. Biden has gotten richer as president than he ever has in his life. And no one's asked that question, how? It's not on your salary of 400000 or whatever it is a year. 
but you've gained wealth. Obama is probably one of the richest ex-presidents that we've ever had. How is that possible? Oh, it's speaking engagements. Really? Because I haven't seen him do one fucking speaking engagement. Because surely that would pop up every now and again. When the petrodollar collapses, the banks will freeze. Riots will begin almost immediately. In every major U.S. city, total chaos will reign as desperate, obvious, unprepared masses murder each other while attempting to find food, water, and ammunition. The collapse of the rule of law will be shockingly rapid, and no police or National Guard units will make a dent in the nationwide chaos because they're going to be part of it. Okay? National Guard are just people like you and I have families they might subvert their oath to cover their own ass think about it look at look at other countries and even in this country look at when something happens in this country whether it's a wrongful death or a or a perceived perceived wrongful death of a person we just lose our fucking shit and that's over someone else's life and, and I will just go to George Floyd for a second. Whatever your opinions on what happened with George Floyd, cool, whatever. I have mine, you've heard mine, I'm not going to go through that. But, point being is this. Look at the way different cities around this country reacted to that. Had nothing to do with you. You can sit there and bitch and complain about how unfair the police are and un this and un that and da da da. Cool. I mean, you don't see people rioting because of what's going on with Trump and the FBI and the DOJ and what they're doing with him. And I'm not saying that one side's any better than the other. My point being is this. <laughs> with the exception of people that were related to George Floyd, why are you out there rioting and looting? Because. Because you, you had an excuse to do so. Okay, whatever. We didn't really see any of those issues down here in Florida because the police down here is like, hmm, try it. And for the most part, the majority of the population in this state, in most states, with the exception of a few cities in, like, say, Atlanta and, you know, different cities around the country, you might have saw some situations. But for the most part, everyone was like, well, I don't even know the dude. Yeah, police can be fucked up and, you know, whatever, whatever. But, you know, that's a them problem. Now, imagine, if you will, you're living in your house. You're totally unprepared. And and I'll even point it to Florida. I'm gonna we're gonna talk about Florida. We have her we have hurricane season. Okay. It starts uh, June first, I think it is, to runs till uh, November first. Okay, so we're slap dab in the middle of it right now. And we got hurricanes churning all over the place. And if you live in Florida and you you're you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. How many people, how many times you see a hurricane? We just had hurricane uh Idalia, right? Now, where I live, I live in central Florida. Wasn't really going to be a threat, but there was a day or two where people were like, hey, could turn, could turn, right? And it wasn't mass panic. Like last year, we had the one, I can't recall the name, but whatever, that came across the state. And and you understand what I'm talking about. All of a sudden, stores are empty. You know, water, ice, uh, canned food, potato chips, beer, because <laughs> that's what we do in Florida. Gone. Freezer section, slap ass full. <laughs> Meat bunker, slap ass full. But all the box food, canned food, bag food, you know, like I said, beer, ice, you know, so on and so forth. Cleared out. Water. Now, I'm not saying you should store beer and stuff like that, but realistically, you should have a closet of emergency supplies. I'm not saying go out and buy Patriot Supply and all that other bullshit. I'm talking about like tuna fish and vegetables and fucking Chef Bardee and stuff like that because that stuff it usually has two or three years on it. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you eat it anyway. Who cares? You should have extra water. In Florida especially. And I would say even if you live in just random state USA you should be ready. Because if something like this happens and you're hungry. <laughs> okay, so I've, I've, I don't know if I've talked about this on here before. I'm sure I have, and I know I've talked to it about it in my personal life. But if, you're, if, if, if you woke up tomorrow morning, and all of a sudden 
shit was closed. You can't you can't use your bank. You can't go to the store. You can't. The power grid's down. You don't know what's going on. It's it's not a matter of days or weeks. It's a matter of hours before panic sets in. You see the way people react to unjust situations or what they perceive to be unjust situations. What happens when those people are hungry and scared and unprepared? And I feel like I'm somewhat prepared, but I'm not nowhere near as prepared as you would need to be. And I'm telling you that as a person that's telling you to get prepared. I'm probably going to be fine with what I have for a while. But I also have a crap ton of ammo, and I know how to use it. So what's going to happen is you're going to see a mass panic. People are going to run to your local grocery stores, your Walmart, your wherever they sell any kind of food or beverages. So your local convenience stores, your you know your Walgreens, your CVSs, your Dollar Generals, your grocery stores, your Walmart, your Targets, your whatever, your mom and pops. Whether the whether there's people there or not, or sheriff departments, doesn't matter. They're not going to do anything because they're going to get bombarded. Not to mention the fact that this kind of thing, this isn't a riot because George Floyd was killed. This is a riot because we're fucking hungry and we're scared. Those police are going to be in the same boat as you. You understand what I'm saying? So if you a homeowner or, or whatever, you live in an apartment, whatever, it doesn't matter. There's not going to be a protection. There's not going to be, let me call 911 because number one, you don't even have a cell phone because that shit don't work. There's no power. If the system all collapses. So enough scaring. Let me get to the stories. So um, this is what's breaking as far as the, the BRICS nations are concerned. And this is interesting to me because the article I found is, it asked the question, is BRICS the new world order? So it's almost like we have a faction of two battling new world orders. And in uh, mid-August, a global summit of influential countries made headlines around the world, but it wasn't NATO or the G7. It was the summit for a coalition known as BRICS. Named after the original countries, founded in 2009, Brazil, Russia, India, and China, and South Africa, was added in 2010. The recent BRICS, um, the recent summit, put a block on the uh, spotlight. I'll put the block in the spotlight by announcing six new members that will join the BRICS uh, group in January: Argentina, Egypt, uh, United Arab Emirates, uh, Ethiopia, Iran, and Saudi Arabia. Currently, the countries in the G7 include, including the United States, represent 10% of the world's population and rough, roughly 42% of the GDP. By some estimates, the BRICS nations currently represent about 40% of the population and about a quarter of the G- GDP. So, almost the BRICS nation as it sits now, now with these new countries coming in, you have almost half of the, the world's um population mind you it has india and china in there so that's by 30 percent right there but um <laughs> they're they're basically trying to build their own g7 one once the largest oil producing nations join the block next year its collective ec- economic clout is expected to climb even more Reactions of Western observers are mixed, with some playing down the potential for any economic or political rivalry with the group. For example, U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton told CNBC, it was not particularly concerned. He says, I don't think they constitute a serious challenge at this point because the biggest economy in the group, China, is itself now going into a period of potential real trouble. Underscoring the potential of political infighting, Russian President Vladimir Putin attended the uh, summit virtually because the International Criminal Court, Criminal Court issued a arrest warrant against him for war crimes in Ukraine. South Africa is, is signatory to the ICC treaty and would have to been obligated to arrest Putin had he landed in the territory. Um, but other sea bricks as rapidly growing superpower of nations in the recent summit of major sh- uh, show influence for China. 
So here's the interesting thing. So if you look at those names of the countries that are in it and are going to be in it, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, Argentina, Egypt, UAE, uh, Ethiopia, Iran, and Saudi Arabia. How many of those countries can't stand us? Right? China, maybe. Brazil, or I'm sorry, uh, Russia. Um, Iran, Saudi Arabia. And then you're talking about some of your larger oil countries. Egypt, UAE, Iran, Saudi. What do you think is going to happen? Because we don't pump our own fucking oil here. We depend on these guys for some part. Guys, and in, and I think the thing is this. The BRICS founded in 09. Okay, so who was president at the time? That was, uh, uh, was it? Yeah, it was uh, Obama. And it's interesting. Why didn't they form before then? I'm not saying Bush was any kind of stellar president and he had a lockdown. But I think with uh, with by, uh, Obama being in there, I think that some of these countries felt they could make a move. Brazil, or you know, mainly Russia and China. I think they tried to get some of the more populated countries to join because power by numbers type thing. Now that they're starting to make waves, and you have Project Sandman, this is a this is a thing. This isn't something I made up. You can look it up, Project Sandman. You're talking 100-plus countries. Now, most of these countries are a little just whatever countries. But as you have the original five and you're gaining six more, will they gain another six, another 10, another 20? Do you see what I'm saying? I think as, as things are starting to move and they're talking about starting their own currency and a gold-backed currency, will... Other countries say, yeah, I, I like what's going on there, especially countries that might be struggling. Like, you look at Venezuela. Like, Venezuela is a country that is struggling. But now, this broke, I think, yesterday. Maduro from Venezuela wants China to support, wants China support to join the BRICS. Now, why would you think that is? Because Venezuela is a very poor country, but not because they should be. They are one of the largest oil producers in this hemisphere. Okay. They're poor because they're communists. The president, you know, they are what they are, but another large oil producing country that once again, for whatever reason, we buy fucking oil from when we could produce our own, but whatever <laughs> they're, they're not even part of the new six. And another country that doesn't like us. They'll take our money because they, you know, they have something to sell us. Um, you're going to have some of the biggest oil producing countries in the world on in this in this BRICS nations. And it, we can bitch and we can holler and we can scoot and we want to be electric and we want to get rid of fossil fuels. We can say that shit all day the fuck long. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. And maybe, maybe that's why they're pushing it so much because they know what's going to happen here soon. I don't know. But what, I, what I'm saying is this, is when Obama was in there is when this started. When Trump became president, you didn't hear a whole lot about it. And it wasn't until after Biden was elected that the BRICS talk in this Project Sandman actually started to crank up. It was in 2021. Okay. Now, I, I'm not saying it's because Obama is part of it or Biden is part of it, but I think that these countries see the weakness in the U.S., especially with Biden at the helm, falling asleep in meetings and falling asleep and stumbling over his words and forgetting who's where it's very well a possibility that they're making their move now because they don't know what's going to happen in the next year right who's going to be president will it be biden again will it be trump will it be desantis will it be someone else but as they've creating their own currency you know i found this article this is from uh friday Gold-backed BRICS currency prospects weaken ahead of G20 summit. So this weekend, there's a G20 summit in India. 
which I find interesting because I was like, you know, who's who's in the G20? And uh, I think there was four four countries <laughs> that are in the G20 that are in the BRICS or about to be in the BRICS nations. And it's like the BRICS kind of counteracts against the G20 and the G7. The G7, none of those countries are part of the BRICS as of right now. But the G20, you have Brazil, you have UAE, you have Saudi, you have China, you have Russia. You know, so... It's like they're playing both sides, or India also is one of those countries. And then you have the rift between China and India. It's like the BRICS could be its worst own en- enemy in the sense that these countries, they have to get along for it to work. And it's 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 easy for me to sit here as a dude that just sees what I see and I read what I read. And I could say, you know, I, I think ultimately... I don't know why. Why do we need a G20, a G7, a BRICS? Why? I can I can understand the BRICS nation. I can understand that aspect of stuff because these are poor. Well, the the five initial members are relatively poor countries. Maybe China, whatever. But they're looking to have strength by numbers. So they're looking to create a a BRICS currency that will help um, influence their money, their GDP. Now, you bring in countries like Saudi and and these oil-producing countries, that'll help stabilize their currency. But it also, what it does is it helps unstabilize our currency. So, in essence, the BRICS nation, it really doesn't have anything to do with the G20 as much as it has to do with Probably more the G7 because you're looking at some of your European countries, England, Germany, France, uh, us, Canada, I think. And for the most part, those countries don't like us for whatever reason. You know, I think India's issue is colonialism. And um, and I think a lot of these other countries are it's the same thing. They're kind of pissed at America and Britain and these other countries, France for trying to be these imperialistic colonizing entities. And I, I understand. I mean, look what we did. If you want to go against my beliefs of the <laughs> revolutionary war and, uh, based on the history that we were told of what happened, we should feel the same sort of way about those countries, but here we are because we're probably just as bad or worse than any of these other countries ever were when it comes to uh, being colonizing and imperialistic. I'm not saying I side with the BRICS. I'm USA. This is don't tread on America. My biggest problem with all of this is we have leadership that's leading us into into demise. And... I can sit here and bitch about it all day long and I can tell you guys and you can bitch about it and you can tell your friends, I heard it on a podcast, blah, 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 you know. Who are we? Well, the problem is, is we have to understand that we have more power than we think we do. And I'm not, this isn't going to be a 20-minute dissertation on voting because we can believe that maybe it works and more likely it doesn't. But the problem is this. I think with all of this stuff, and this is just, and I'm going to close it out with this. I think with all of this stuff going on, I guess number one, I'm going to tell you this. Guys, try your best to get somewhat prepared. Like I said, I'm not telling you to go to my Patriot Supply or Wise Food. I'm not telling you to do that. That shit's expensive. I get it. Go to your store when they have stuff on sale. If you you know if you have a grocery store that does like buy one get one freeze or whatever, t- take advantage. You know even if you have to dig through the dates to find out the longest date you can find, rotate your stock in your closet. You know it can't hurt you if you own a gun or guns. Make sure you have sufficient enough ammo. 
if you don't own a gun, you might want to go buy one. Okay? Because worst case scenario is shit goes sideways, people start rioting. And you could think you live in the safest neighborhood in the world. Once those stores, once the Walmarts and the grocery stores and the mom and pop stores, once all that shit's empty, then they're going to come to your house. Okay? They're going to, especially if you live in a decent, nice, a decent to a very nice neighborhood. Let's say you're just average middle of the road Joe and you live in a decent neighborhood. Okay? But God forbid you're doing well <laughs> and you live in a real nice house in a real nice neighborhood because they're going to go to your place first. And then it's going to matriculate down to whoever. So I think first and foremost, you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan to protect yourself, protect your family, protect your home. And number one, that's going to start with physically being able to protect yourself via weaponry. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, because I think everything that's been going on in the last handful of years, I, I, I won't even say handful of years, I'm going to say in the last 10 years. And I think a lot of this, in my personal opinion, started when Obama was in office. A lot of the division, whether it's through race, through uh, beliefs, through gender ideology, whatever, there's constant divide. There's white versus black. There's black versus Asian. There's gay versus straight. There's trans versus whatever. And and we're just constant battle. You could be a black person that hates white people, but if your your cousin, you know, turned out to be gay, you're going to hate him too. You see what I'm saying? Because it's, it's just weird, you know. I've said this before. I don't care if you're gay, if you're trans, if you want to do whatever you want to do. That's your deal. That's something you're going to have to take up with God when you get to where you're going. My biggest issue with all of that is children. Leave children alone. If if you have a, a son, a daughter, or a niece, a nephew, whatever, just leave them be. Let them create their own identity when, they, when they're old enough to figure it out. In the meantime... They're going to cause this division between race, between ideologies. Then they're going to break us down. And then it's not going to matter when, in essence, we need to come together. Black, white, brown, yellow, gay, straight. We need to quit fighting each other. And I would say for the most part, most people that are gay or most people that are... Uh, that are trans even are their own people. They don't um, they don't believe in the things that we're being told they believe in. And I think if we can just start to come together as a people, you can understand that uh, what they are trying to do to us. So because if it goes bad, guys. It's all going to go bad for all of us, no matter if you're white, black, brown, gay, straight, trans, doesn't matter. We're all going to be in this together because essentially when it boils down to it, it's going to be all of us versus them. So with that being said, guys, you guys have a great Sunday. It is uh, September 10th. Tomorrow's the 11th. Um, probably won't be back on tomorrow because, uh, well, this Sunday. So I'm my wife's off tomorrow, so that's why I did the show today. But I'll probably be back Tuesday. I want to get some 9-11 stuff together. Um, I was kind of hoping to do a conspiracy show on that. But, you know, God forbid Chris could get his happy ass in here and do a show. But anyway, <laughs> you guys have a great day. And I will talk to you again uh, maybe Tuesday, probably Wednesday. Other than that, you guys have a great day. And uh, we'll talk to you later. See ya.